You're listening to What's Up at Wake, a podcast that dives deep into the Wake Forest University Police Department. Welcome to Episode 5, Communicating About Commencement. With commencement scheduled for Monday, May 15th, University Police have ramped up their preparations for this grand event. And to tell us a little bit about what's in store, we thought it'd be a good idea to check in with the Chief of UP, Regina Lawson. Well, hello. I'm Regina Lawson, Chief of Police at Wake Forest University. First off, we wanted to know a little more about all that goes into putting the event together and the extent to which the department comes together. It's basically a year-round process. We begin planning and preparation immediately following commencement. We do an after-action. We evaluate it and we document while everything is still fresh what went well and where are the gaps and where are there opportunities for improvement. So that starts immediately following commencement. And then we start having meetings with our partners in Wake Forest University events team. And there's a large overarching university committee The university police is responsible for traffic flow, pedestrian flow, crowd management. If there's dignitaries, dignitary protection. We coordinate with contract security that helps with the ticket taking, bag checks, and other security aspects of the quad and this year Manchester Plaza. We refer to it as the Wake Forest Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's a big day that is on the big stage and an important day for all our students. With the community partners, Winston-Salem Police, the Winston-Salem Fire Department, local Winston-Salem Forsyth County Emergency Management, depending upon the level of a high profile of our commencement speaker, sometimes we get other federal agencies involved. It might be the U.S. Marshal's Office, the United States Secret Service, sometimes the uh, FBI. Next, Chief told us a little bit about what makes the Wake Forest graduation in particular so special and what some of the things UP has to look ahead at before the event. There's always weather that we watch, and we watch it several weeks prior to the event. And we do have a rain plan, and that rain plan is really a duplication of effort, and all of that occurs at the LJVM Coliseum. So if we have to pivot to our rain plan And it is still a very special event. All the same activities take place. It's just in an indoor venue. And it does change some of the experience of being an open air, outdoor, quad experience where you're sometimes basking in the sun, sometimes too much sun. There's even been previous commencements where it's been unseasonably chilly. And we actually helped the bookstore sell a lot of sweatshirts that day. So people had on their formal wear with Wake Forest sweatshirts on top. But sometimes, we have people that may have some uh, challenges with being in the heat on the quad for a prolonged period of time. And that's why we take great care in having emergency services staged so that they can help us respond to low-level heat issues or other more uh, severe medical situations that may come up. In addition to the occasional, you know, sprained ankle, walking in the grass with high heels, bee stings or other things of that nature. When planning such a large event, there are several factors that go into it, and we asked Chief Lawson what some of the most important aspects of putting commencement all together are. Safety and security is our core mission, 
We have over 10,000 people that come to our campus that day. Some people know their way around campus, but many people do not. So safety and security begins before you actually arrive on campus, and that's with the information that we work with communications and external relations in the commencement team to inform graduates and families what you can and can't do, what you what is and is not allowed on the quad, what to expect in terms of parking, transportation, bag checks, and other security measures that we put into place, as well as uh, it's a ticketed event, so if you don't have tickets, you can't attend. So we screen for tickets and uh, university IDs for faculty, staff, and it also is important to have secure locations at Bridger Fieldhouse and other locations where shuttles pick up people coming to commencement. We secure quad, we secure the parking lots, we do protective sweeps of those areas uh, to ensure safety prior to the event. May 15th is set to be yet another commencement in the books, and we wanted to hear more about what goes on on the day of. Some of our officers go on post as early as 4 a.m. We have a 6 a.m. briefing where all hands are on deck for commencement day. We brief all our officers in their own post by 6.30. Majority of the posts are traffic and parking posts. Uh, then when people begin to arrive and we have most of the people in and parked, those officers, uh, security and police will reposition from the parking and traffic post to crowd control post on the quad. Then if we have a rain plan, those posts are reassigned. Some stay with parking and transportation and parking lots and then some go over to the LJVM where they assume interior crowd control post and also make sure that we have a lot of officers, both security and police and contract security, visible and available on the quad at locations where people can see them and go to them and report anything that might be a concern or raise a security question or a situation that needs to be addressed as well as having our emergency medical services staged so that that uh, we have people there that consist with something as simple as a Band-Aid or complete more uh, extensive treatment if it's needed, as well as a transport vehicle that can transport somebody away from the scene if that is needed. So it's a big day, a lot of planning and preparation, and we all breathe a little bit easier when the last cars drive off campus that day, which can be as late as 3 or 4 o'clock sometimes. And we consider it a measure of success if we have an eventful day with minimal disruption to the event and low to zero medical calls. There's a lot going on on graduation day, and Chief Lawson had some pointers on things to be specifically aware of monitor the weather in the event of how you even pack or plan or prepare what you, you know, dress that day. And with that in mind, make sure you're hydrating, uh, you know, water is available on the quad. So make sure you plan to arrive early, allows you time to get parked, navigate your way to the quad. We recommend you might want to snap a picture of where you park your car. Oftentimes people are rushing or in a hurry and they may think they remember where they park their vehicle, but we do provide quite a bit of assistance after commencement, helping people get reunited with their vehicles, sometimes on the opposite side of campus from where they thought they parked. Make sure when you're on the quad, take advantage of some of the food services, etc. that's available because some creature comforts for you on the quad, uh, coffee, infamous Krispy Kreme donuts, and some other uh, North Carolina treats for you. To cap things off, Chief Lawson had a special message to the graduates, wishing them well for everything. 
On behalf of University Police, we absolutely uh, congratulate our seniors that are graduating. We know it is a very big day for you and your families. And in a lot of ways, University Police feel like we've been a part of every student's journey for four or plus years that they're here at Wake Forest and hope that in some way we've helped provide them services or assistance when they've needed it to help ensure that they're able to walk across that stage and obtain their degree. Now it's time for our Officer Spotlight, where we get to hear a little more about a member of the University Police. And in this episode, we have a member of UP who plays an important role in the Communications Department. With decades of experience, she adds a lot of value to UPD in several ways. Hi, my name is Danette Lilly. I'm the Communications Center Supervisor here with Wake Forest University Police Department. We started by asking her what her day-to-day is like. Um, my work schedule is just very, very, very flexible. One day I may work, come in at 9 o'clock. One day I may come in at 9 p.m. and work the night shift. But um, I oversee eight full-time and five part-time. Communication officers are the stars behind this. They are amazing. They are compassionate. They care about the people that they try to help. As far as supervising, I do some audits, part of the social committee for the police department. I make sure the schedule is covered. I oversee the administration of the warrants for our department, so everyone has to be logged in or assigned. And if it gets busy in communications, I'll go into communications and just try to help out wherever I'm needed. Moving on, we asked Mrs. Danette Lilly about her background and what brought her here to Wake Forest. So I started in communications in the early, early 90s, and then I went through rookie school, and I was a police officer for 20 years. I was sworn officer. I worked on patrol. I did a little bit of undercover work. I was uh, chief of police for a small department. I've worked in EMS. I was an EMT intermediate for a few years. I've worked in the jail, and then I took some time off from everything when I had my second child, who is now 19. (laughs) I couldn't stay out of it. I love helping people. So I worked at another university, and then I came over here as a supervisor, and I'm telling you, this is the best job. I love it here. I mean, it's, it's a small community, but it is like family. It's the best job I've ever had. We wanted to know more about what is so special about WFUPD to our guest, and here's what she had to say. We all come from different backgrounds, and we have different experiences, and it's really amazing to see how those different backgrounds and experiences, um, if one can't figure it out, then we'll go to another one to try to work, and we work together. So like I said, we have eight communication officers full-time and five part-time, and they come from different backgrounds as well. We have a retired canine officer, and we have a couple of veterans. We have retired firemen. The dynamic of the team I love to call it a team because um, that is exactly what it is. If somebody needs to be off, then they will come in and help the others. So some of the things that the communication officers do, um, they monitor alarms. That includes panic alarms, door alarms, fire alarms, burglar alarms. And if we get one in, then we'll dispatch an officer. And then we also answer emergency and non-emergency calls. We have a CAD, which is a computer automated dispatch. They enter everything, all the documentation into it. We have a dispatch email that we monitor and what you call the DCI Division of Criminal Information, which is through the uh, State Bureau of Investigation that they monitor if there are any alerts that come up in our 
our area, then we will notify the campus or we'll notify the officers. And speaking of notifying the officers, we are the ones that a lot of times that does the emergency notifications. Like if there's a tornado coming, if there's an active shooter or something, if it is an emergency that has to be sent out right now, then a lot of times we'll be the ones to send it out. Lastly, we asked Mrs. Danette Lilly what she enjoys most about the Wake Forest community and the campus itself. I enjoy getting out. Um, I've been more involved in it this year than I have in the past. Like I said, I've been here five years and I just, being on the social committee we formed this year, I've been able to go and help out a lot more and um, really enjoyed it. Getting out and seeing, meeting the faculty, staff and students. And so just getting out and meeting the people and going to different events, it's just fun. As an organization, we recognize the need for long-term community and campus violence prevention so that the onus of defending yourself does not fall on you. And with the results of an Americans Addiction Center survey that showed one quarter of college women are sexually assaulted during their four years in college, with 50% of those attacks having alcohol involved, WFUPD is striving to make our environment safer for everyone. And if you're a female-identifying student at Wake Forest University, we have a program just for you. Rape, Aggression, and Defense, better known as RAD, is a half-semester course listed as HES 120. This is a one-credit pass-fail class where certified instructors teach you physical techniques and crime prevention methods to protect yourself, giving you the confidence to survive an attack if one was to ever occur. Faculty, staff, and individual group classes are offered upon request and are non-accredited. And yes, you can also have a group class with just your friends. Sign up today by emailing us at rad at wfu.edu or by going to the WFU Health and Science website at hes.wfu.edu. People of all genders are impacted by sexual assault. And remember, it is never someone's fault for being sexually assaulted, regardless of how they responded. For more information about interpersonal violence prevention at Wake Forest, you can contact the Office of Wellbeing located in Reynolds Gym. If you have ever experienced or are experiencing interpersonal violence, including but not limited to sexual assault, dating violence, stalking, or sexual harassment, the SAFE office is available for confidential support at 336-758-5285 or safe at wfu.edu to schedule an appointment. This episode was produced by Veer Gupta, additionally voiced by Mariana Bailey, and supported by the Wake Forest University Police. Make sure to give us a follow and stay tuned for the next episode on your preferred streaming platform. For any thoughts and suggestions on what you want to hear next time, reach out to us using the information in the show notes. We'll be back next semester with more episodes. Until then, I'm Marcus Mathis, and this was What's Up at Wake.